Welcome to Shape by Faith with your host, Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guest today is Gayla Simmons. She is a Mimi, and she babysits two of her grandchildren full-time. Welcome to Shape by Faith, Gayla. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, we're in heart month. It's February. And I knew you had a heart story to share. And I didn't know the details about it so much, but uh, I do now. And I really, you know, think that the listeners um, will love your story and it will enlighten them Um to pay attention to their health and what's going on with their own bodies. But before we get into your story, tell us about yourself and what your life was like growing up and before you became a Mimi. (laughs) (laughs) Well, pretty normal growing up. Um, My family always went to church. Uh Even as a young teenager, I felt palpitations and I would have times when I exercised that I thought my heart was what I called flip-flopping or, you know, an arrhythmia. Uh-huh. But back then, they didn't pay too much attention to all that because I was a young teenager. Well, and, as- and really, Gayla, now, I mean, the statistics show that nine out of 10 women are misdiagnosed when it comes right. to their health. Right. But um, I had worked in the medical field for a lot of years, and my last job was in a pain medica- a pain medicine um, office. Mm-hmm. And then I quit to help take care of my mother that has dementia. Okay. But then other heart issues that I had to stop. But now I'm just babysitting for my grandkids that are two and five the five-year-old goes to preschool half a day well i wouldn't just say just babysitting yeah (laughs) (laughs) that that is a full-time job well they are blessed to have you watching them and children are such a blessing they are so when you grew up, you said you went to church. So did you have a strong faith in God? Did you have a personal relationship with Jesus? Well, I, I believed, but I don't think my faith was really as strong as it should have been. I guess an immature faith, you know, just growing up, not understanding everything totally. Right. Did you get, was there a point in your life when you got serious about your faith and, and just turned your whole life over to Christ? Yes. Um, I think as my, I had kids, I had two daughters and I think raising them, you know, the more I went through, the stronger my faith got. And then with the medical issues too, I learned to rely on God a lot because mm-hmm. <laughs> I went lot of scary things and I just felt his presence more and then I became a better Christian I believe. So when you were growing up and even in young adulthood did you live a healthy lifestyle like were you you know mindful about what you ate and you I know you exercise. Yes I 
I say I probably wasn't the best as my, at eating <laughs> when I was young, before I got to adulthood, I was very picky and when I was very skinny and I say frail because I had a lot of illnesses like tonsillitis. I would get all the time with high fevers and I don't know, I just wasn't a very healthy person growing up. Mm-hmm. But as older, I've tried to do better and tried to exercise. Now, you said you you noticed your heart from an early age, something abnormal that was going on with your heart. So, and you said <laughs> it kind of flip-flopped. Um, did you go to a doctor when you were younger, or what did you do about it? Well, most, like I said, most of the time it was just ignored. People just thought I was hypochondriac or something because I was young, but I tried to tell my parents, you know, when I exercise or even if getting out in extreme temperatures, extreme cold or heat, it would start doing that. And I just felt like it wasn't beating right. Uh, I felt like it was more, um, I don't know how you say it, just, just kind of fluttering. Mm-hmm. Didn't really feel, and it would go for a little while, and then it would straighten back out. So at what age was that, Gayla? When did you start noticing these? I was pretty young, probably 14, maybe. Wow. I noticed something wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And we have heart problems in our family, so I just thought, well, it's just hereditary, and it's just one of those things I got to live with. Oh, wow. Okay, so your your heart was kind of acting up. You're doing the flutter thing. So did were you diagnosed with the heart murmur as a child? Not as a child. When I was, I don't remember if it was probably about 40, I had gone to the doctor for a sinus infection. And I just talked to a PA at the office. And he checked me over and he said, did anybody ever tell you you have a heart murmur? Yeah. And I said, no. I said, I know that my heart doesn't beat right sometimes, but no one's ever told me. So he said, well, I hear something that's not right. He said, you do have a murmur, and mm-hmm. I think you need to have an echo done. So he sent me to get an echo, and when the echo results came back, they said I had aortic insufficiency. Which, can, Yeah. Can you explain that, Gayla, what that is? I had never heard of it, but... It's because my aortic valve doesn't work right. It doesn't close right. So it's like a valve problem, you know. And I, they said after doing more testing, they kind of freaked out when I did a stress test and laid down. And they said, you know, they were running around frantic. And I said, what's going on? And they're like, you're in VTAC, ventricular tachycardia. Oh, goodness. Much about it. And they were like, yes, that's very serious. And I said, well, this is what my heart does all the time. Oh, my goodness. Kidding me. I said, no. They said, oh, my goodness, your heart could stop. And I'm like, oh, no. They said, if it had kept going, you know, it's only so many beats. But if it had stayed in that, that I could have gone into cardiac arrest. I'm like, oh, my goodness. 
But this is but, something you'd lived with up to this yeah. point, right? Yeah. Yes. And I did get out of breath easy and stuff too. But like I said, I never was the healthiest person. So I just thought, well, you know, I'm just not a strong person. Well, God so, obviously had his hand on you, Gayla. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So from that point, after you did the echo and the stress test, what happened? Did they put you on any medication for your heart or what? Yes, they had put me on a medication. It was a, like an antiarrhythmic medication to try to keep my heart in rhythm. And it seemed to do what it was supposed to. I didn't feel those feelings anymore. But I still, of course, had times I was out of breath, but it didn't beat real funny like that very often at all. So it did what? help. Oh, go ahead, Gayla. Oh, I'm sorry. I've just said it, it did help. The medication helped. What and was your heart rate like? Do you do you know what your resting heart rate is? And would it get up high from there? You know, I'm really not sure back then. I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I do remember when I was... 43, I had just started a new job at a dermatology office. And one day I started getting pains in my neck really bad. And I went on and worked, finished working that day and went in the next day. We worked half a day on Friday. And I finished working that day, but I kept telling everybody, my neck hurts so bad. Oh, I gosh. think ruptured disc or something. Can you hold that thought, Gayla? Hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Okay. Hold that thought. <laughs> All right. Everyone stay tuned for more Shape by Faith. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. Gayla, I'm sorry I had to interrupt you for a commercial break, but um, okay. So you're working and you notice this terrible neck pain. So what happened next? So, of course, you know, even being in the medical field, I was in denial even though I had some symptoms that could be heart, I just kept thinking, oh, it's my neck. I did something to my neck. Mm -hmm. So I went on that night, never did go to the hospital. I went to bed that night and got up on Saturday morning, or was going to get up on Saturday morning. I woke up with pain running down both arms and across my back around to my chest. And I felt nauseated. And I thought, these are signs of a heart attack. But I can't be having a heart attack. <laughs> I still was in denial. But the worst it got, I was like, okay, I don't think it's an emergency. I'm just going to drive myself. So I drove myself to the hospital. Oh, my goodness. No way. <laughs> <laughs> and I went in by myself and told them my symptoms. And I said, I think I've done something to my neck, but these are my symptoms. Well, they did x-ray my neck and they said, your neck's fine, but we're going to run some blood work. And I said, okay. I said, I know I've got symptoms of heart attack, but I just don't think that's possible. And so the doctor came back in and he looked at me and he just shook his head. And I said, what? I said, do you think I had a heart attack? And he said, no, I know you did. <laughs> And oh, wow. I was a fool because I was there by myself. And I was like, oh, my goodness. 
So he said, it, luckily, it was a mild heart attack. He said it was so mild that if you had came in the first symptoms, it may not have even shown up on your blood work, the troponin. So he said, really, it's a good thing you waited, even though they don't recommend that most of the time. But I stayed in the hospital for, I think, three days. Um, they gave me shots of anticoagulant, you know, blood thinner in my stomach. And it was a Saturday and my doctor wasn't on call. So they waited until Monday to do my heart cath. So by the time they did my heart cath, nothing showed up. They said, well, you either had a clot and it's already, you know, broken up or something else. We don't know what, what caused your heart attack. Oh, wow. They sent me home, you know, with, of course, the medication I was on and um, Plavix to help thin my blood. And I was off work a few weeks, but went back to work and just continued life as usual. <laughs> That's incredible, Gayla. So it started in your neck. So symptoms for women can be very different than for, than for men. Yes. So you can have neck pain, you can have back pain, um, you can have, you know, jaw pain, all yeah. sorts of symptoms like that. It's Isn't it like so important to pay attention to those symptoms? Thank yeah. goodness, though, you went in. I, I don't think you should have drove yourself in. But... <laughs> in hindsight, but... That's what we do as women, don't we? Yes. But it's but, important um, that you pay attention to those symptoms and you tell your right. doctor. Yes. Well, I have learned that you know your own body better than anybody else, so... If you feel like something's wrong, you should go get checked. Absolutely. I actually had had some lower pain in my chest, but it was mm -hmm. more like what I thought would be esophagus or gallbladder or something. I had had pain before, a couple of weeks before. And my doctor, I had talked to him and he said, oh, I think it's just your acid reflux, you know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> It was just kind of blown off, too. So you have to be your own advocate, for sure. Absolutely. You have to be persistent. You really yeah. do. I know with my own heart story, um, this happened years and years ago when I was 24. I was actually 23 when I started noticing symptoms. And I would go into the doctor, I mean, almost on a weekly basis saying, here's my symptoms. I'm not feeling well. And they thought I was a hypochondriac. They even wrote that in my notes that I was crazy, that I wanted attention. And I said, look, I'm not in here because I want to go to the doctor. <laughs> so it, it, it took a year and changing doctors and then going to a different hospital. And when they found the holes in my heart, That's praise, crazy. praise God that, yeah. you know, I kept on going, but you know, you do what you do. I was teaching exercise class, taking care of my kids and thinking, well, you know, it's, I had no clue it was a heart, but right. it's so important when, like you said, you know, your own body well enough. If something feels off, you have to keep, you know, checking it out and, and finding out there's gotta be something that's going on here. So we want everyone listening to know that. Um, you do have to be your own health advocate and you, you do have to be persistent, even though they may think you're, you know, 
like you said, a hypochondriac, but that's ridiculous. Okay. So, um, did things kind of regulate with your heart? Did things straighten out after that or what happened next? Yes. I mean, pretty much for a while, even though I had to go every year for an echo because of my valve problem, I was told then that probably 10 to 15 years, I'd have to have a valve replacement. But luckily, thank the Lord, I did not have to have one, at least not yet, knock on wood. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I have not had to have a valve replacement. But I did start having some other issues, um, let's see, about five, a little over five years ago. And at the time, I, I just seemed really, really fatigued, especially after exercise. And I had told my cardiologist that I didn't feel like I, my body was just tired. I felt like my heart was tired. Mm, mm -hmm. <laughs> no, how else to explain it? And he said, well, that doesn't sound right. So we need to do some more testing. And I, my ejection fraction had stayed at like 55%, which is normal for a long time. And then when I went in for the next echo, it came back at 40%. So he said, something's definitely going on. So he thought I needed to have some more tests. I had a stress test and then went back in. I thought, oh, I'm going to have to have valve replacement. He said, no, it's not your valve, but I think you might have a blockage. So I was scheduled for a heart cath. And my heart cath was five years ago <laughs> on January 16th. And when I went in, it was just a, you know, regular heart cath, they thought. But I got in there and had complications. When I got in, they said they started running around frantic. And right after he had put the um, guide wire in, you know, to put the path in, they started running around and I could tell something was wrong. And I said, what's going on? And my cardiologist said, oh, we're just having a problem with one of your arteries. Oh, and that's was, all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just stay calm and I'm like, okay. Mm. But I was very scared because my daughter had had a spontaneous coronary artery dissection seven months before me at 32 years old. Oh, wow. He was in good health. <laughs> so I just knew then it was something similar. So um, at that point, I, you know, I mean, really through the whole cath. I was praying silently. I had been praying the whole time because I was very nervous. Yes. Singing this song over and over in my head. Um, Stand in your love, that song. And I, I just kept thinking this song over and over in my head. And it helped me to get through it. But little did I know that my right coronary artery had fallen apart oh wow and he was working to repair it but they had already called in open heart team to be on standby and he told me if we can't get this fixed you'll have to have open heart surgery 
Oh, goodness. Let's let's take a quick break because we want to hear the rest of your story. We'll be right back with more Shape by Faith. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. Okay, Gayla, I'm on the edge of my seat. Keep telling us what happened next. Goodness okay. gracious. Uh, he is trying to repair the artery and all of a sudden this nurse puts this patch on me or pad. I'm thinking the worst and I was scared, but of course I was in the medical field, so knew a little about it. And all of a sudden I got really dizzy and I told him I'm getting very dizzy. The next thing I know, I woke up looking at the ceiling, wondering where I was and what happened. And they said, you're okay. You're okay. Um, we just got, you know, we, we had to shake, we had to shock you that you went into cardiac arrest. Oh, and that mm. was very frightening. Yes. Um, after that, you know, I asked if I had to go to surgery. And he said, no, I got it fixed just in time. So I was in the hospital for five days. And it basically was about the same thing my daughter had, but mine was a little worse. He said it, my artery fell apart like wet tissue paper. Mm. So at that point, my ejection fraction was only 32%. I was very frightened. Um, I had to wear a life vest for three and a half months. What's that, Gayla? What's a life vest? Uh, it's like an external defibrillator. They were afraid that my heart would stop again because it was so weak. Mm -hmm. So I wear that for three and a half months. I couldn't drive, couldn't do much of anything. Um, luckily, it never went off. <laughs> and I was told I'd probably have to have one internally put in. But with medication and time, things got better. And I say with God's help, I was able to not have to have the defibrillator. And my ejection fraction is back up to near 50% now. And I definitely praise the Lord that I'm still here because the doctor told me if this had happened outside of the hospital, especially cath lab that I probably wouldn't be here today. Oh, wow. That was a hand of God. You know that, yeah, you know, absolutely. especially absolutely. with everything you, you know, your heart and everything. I mean, it's like he had you positioned at just the right timing well, in front of that doctor. I mean, just everything, even yeah. though you've had to go through, you know, the heart issues and a lot of issues with the heart. I mean, He's been right there with you the whole time. Definitely made my faith a lot stronger. <laughs> I, I would think, so, yes. So, so it's pretty much a miracle that I'm here. And, you know, as far as that goes right now, for take it day by day. But for right now, I'm doing pretty well. And my daughter's healthy. And we're just thankful and blessed. To be what, here. what was her can you can you explain again what she had gala and what are the symptoms what was she experiencing they they um, call it scad it stands for spontaneous coronary artery dissection so she just had an artery that from the inside just unwound like a raveling and blocked her artery to make her have a heart attack. She had all the regular symptoms of a heart attack. 
She was nauseated. She was dizzy. She had chest pain. She came home from work and she said, I just don't feel right. Or she was white as a ghost. And she went and laid down. And a few minutes later, she came and got me. I happened to be at their house when she came home. And she sent, or she sent her son to come get me. And she said, you're going to have to take me to the hospital. I feel like an elephant sitting on my chest. Oh, wow. So scared me to death. But we got to the hospital. They did blood work. And then they, as soon as they did an EKG, they, they started running in with the code cart and all this stuff. And I'm freaking out. They took her to a cath right away, and she ended up getting three stents. I had received four. She got three stents to open hers back up. Hers wasn't dissected on the outside, but on the inside. But we had both been diagnosed with fibromuscular dysplasia, mm -hmm. the FMD, or arterial fibromuscular dysplasia. So it can affect any artery in your body. You can have aneurysms, dissections, blockages, and we just have to be checked periodically with a CT from head to hips to see if we have any aneurysms or anything going on in our bodies. And, and but, what you have with your heart, both of you, you did nothing to cause this. I mean, this, you, this is congenital, isn't it? Something that yeah. came on, uh huh, since birth, and you just obviously they didn't know when you were right. younger that you had any of this going on, no. and and that's why it's so important to pay attention to what's going on in your body and how you feel, and even if you think, okay, they're going to think that I'm crazy, you know, right. you need to continue and be persistent and take care of your own health. And if you're a grandparent or, you know, Absolutely. you're raising a child, you need to also listen to them if they're telling you there's right. symptoms. I mean, take them serious. Absolutely. So you've been through a lot, Gayla, but <laughs> wow, praise God you're alive, yeah. you know, to tell your story. <laughs> yes. But, you know, my daughter never had any heart problems or anything until then. So it was really a shock. But yes, well, I I so appreciate you sharing your story. Um, I praise God for you. And um, I hope people that are listening again, they will pay attention to their own health and they will they will trust God and lean into his strength. But thank you so much, Gayla. You're for welcome. coming on Shape by Faith. I appreciate you. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for listening, everyone. I'm Teresa Rowe. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit shapebyfaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more.